and welcome to the 90s Galore Podcast. I'm your host, Andy Zaldivar, and we are back, ladies and gentlemen, for another fine edition of the 90s Galore Podcast. Um, I just wanted to, uh, you know, give a quick shout out to everyone out there, all the listeners, everybody, hope you're safe, doing well, you know, amidst these uh, interesting times. I'm not even going to get into it, but uh, let's all stay safe. Um Let's just continue to uh, live life to the fullest, man. No matter what, um, you know, enjoy your families, enjoy your enjoy life, man. So we're here to laugh. We're here to have a good time, and that's why I, I do this podcast to to enjoy myself and entertain the listeners out there, and hopefully provide a, another f- form of entertainment for you. So we're all in this together, and uh, so. Uh, we have a special show tonight, you know, a great, great topic. Uh, we're going to profile a movie real excited about, uh, takes me back, you know, to my Navy days, uh, mid nineties, 1995 to be exact. And, uh, what a, what a time in my life because, uh, I was homesick as hell. I was really homesick. And during my time in the Navy, I was just a little 18 year old kid, 19, 20, uh, just really homesick. Uh, didn't really get out of uh, get get over it. Maybe I don't know. I want to say uh, a year in a year and a half into my enlistment, my stint. Uh, so, anyways, you know, when I watched this movie, you know, it, for the first time in 19, 1995, it really brought me uh, it brought me back home. It was it was something I could cling onto, attach onto. Because it reminded me of home, you know, Cali, SoCal, and uh, anything I could find to, you know, connect, make that connection and, and bring me back home in any fashion, any way I was going to appreciate. So uh, that's why this movie is a, you know, a special place in my heart. And uh, it's it's a classic. It's a classic. And uh, tonight, to help us out, uh, profile, to profile this, this classic is uh our friend of the 90s goer podcast uh, i think this is his second appearance i believe yeah i think second and uh first time he was on we covered uh, the outsiders 1984 classic film and now he's back to do this classic film and mr johnny acosta how are you sir I'm doing good. How you doing, brother? I'm good, bro. I'm good, man. Just uh, just trying to laugh every day, man. That's all we can do is laugh and, and enjoy life, man. You know, it's a great thing to be alive, bro. What do you think? Oh, yeah, definitely. I think, you know, like you said, they're interesting times. And, you know, I think um, you have to find the, the silver lining. And I think one of the things for me and my family and, you know, my fiance. You know, we we're fortunate. We we get to have an opportunity to continue working, but uh, taking the the time to appreciate the little things. Uh, last night we uh, we kind of got away from just the monotony, and we sat down on our dinner table. And she opened a bottle of wine. I cracked open some of these uh, rum and coke cans, and we sat there and played uh, board games last night and ate pizza. And uh, you know, every day is an opportunity to be thankful for what we have, and every day is a time to be thankful and cherish the moments we have with each other. Most definitely, man. Yeah, you know, my, my wife was saying that uh, she made a great point, you know, we have to turn, yeah, see the, see the positive in all of this, right? We're spending more time with the family, um, doing more activities together, you know, appreciating those little things, man, kind of, 
you know, have, not having to drive anywhere. That's kind of nice, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, for me, you know, and just, you know, just taking a, a step back and, uh, you know, just kind of uh, appreciating the other things, man. But, uh, you know, we yeah, we had some mimosas today, kind of, uh, you know, I went to Costco. It wasn't too crazy, but... Um, uh, as a matter of fact, it was funny because I got there and there was a long, long line. They had the, the you know, the snake line going around and uh, everybody had the same idea, you know, get there right away, right when it opened. And by the time I left, maybe an hour later, I, the line was gone. You know, it was, everything was real chilled out, real calm. So I think everybody had that same idea, you know? <laughs> yeah. And I, and I, you know, to me, I think that's the best thing is, is if we can all work together, we can all be humane to each other. And remember, at the end of the day, we're all human beings and that, you know, the way we treat each other and the way we account for each other is the way we're going to get through this with each other. Oh, yeah, exactly, Johnny. No doubt, man, no doubt. And uh, so, yeah, yeah, so, uh, you know, we're, we're going to continue to press on, move forward, man, and um, and come out of this thing victoriously. So uh, it's just a matter of time, man, a matter of time, you know, but, uh, you know, we have a, a special, special movie, Johnny, that uh, we're going to cover tonight, man. And I appreciate you being here, bro. You know, you're taking the time for the little people, all, the, all those little people, man. <laughs> you know. It's, and, uh, it's, it's always an honor when you ask me. And uh, I'm fortunate to call you my brother. And I actually was uh, thankful to get to see you, what, about a week and a half ago. So, you know, it's, it's my pleasure. And, uh, you know, I'm thankful to, to have you in my life and, you know, I'm honored to uh, be a part of your your venture and to have you even uh, consider me to come back again. Oh man, thank you, bro. Of course, likewise, man. And man, yeah, yeah this is uh, you're always welcome. You know, my Mikasa Sukasa. And, hey, uh, brother, I appreciate it. Oh, I didn't mean to get uh, bilingual on you, Johnny. Sorry, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, down, my bro. house is your house, down, bro. bro. What I said is, hey. my house is your house. Oh, okay, thank you for the translation. I appreciate you know the, the authentic, authenticity of your uh, uh, <laughs> bilingual powers. Uh, <laughs> oh man, exactly, bro. You know, um, yeah, man. So let's get into let's get into the uh, the movie, the flick um, that we're gonna cover. Nineteen ninety five. It was released April. Actually, yeah, almost 25 years ago now. Yeah. Jeez, man. That is just crazy to say, Johnny. Do you hear me say that? Hear myself say that? <laughs> yeah, it's a trip that I uh, was uh, looking at it the other day, and uh, I saw the date, and I'm like, 1995? That's crazy. I was still in high school. Yeah. I had just graduated. Well, you graduated in 96, yeah. right? Yeah, 96. I, uh, this was my junior year in high school. Oh, okay. Jeez, man. So yeah, you're my brother, Oscar's uh, age, class ninety six. Yeah. I'm class ninety four. And where do you remember the first time you saw Friday, Johnny? Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, we had just moved out to Corona, and uh, the beginning of uh, my freshman year. So I think it was ninety one, and uh, you know, Corona was a small city back then. You know, it was a it was a trip. Coming out, moving out from uh, Orange County uh, to Corona, um, very, very uh, rural to us uh, city flickers. And uh, uh, back then, uh, we had uh, a dollar movie theater. 
And um, back then, it, it, you know, living life was my mom and dad giving us five bucks. I could go watch a movie. I could go get a slice of pizza and uh, <laughs> hang out with my buddies on a $5 bill. So, yeah. Uh, I definitely remember seeing it. <laughs> Oh, five. So you saw it at the dollar. You saw it at the dollar, dollar theater in Corona. Yeah, yeah, dollar theater in Corona. Um, and it was funny because back then, you know, I, I went to Centennial High School, um, so it was very separated because you know Centennial was the new the new school where all the new kids went, and you know uh, the theater was was near uh, Corona High School, which is um, you know been in Corona I think since the fifties. So he kind of had a class of two worlds, you know, the, you know, the kids, the kids from uh, Centennial and, and the kids from Corona, we didn't really uh, uh, see eye to eye on a lot of things. So it's like, you know, we went into uh, a different side of the world when I went to the dollar uh, theater because it was, that was Corona territory. So you'd run into kids from Corona and, you know, everybody knew um, each other from there. And, you know, we're the new city slickers. So it was, it was definitely, you know, it was a unique experience. And uh, it's something I don't forget. Um, all these years later. Yeah, yeah. When did um, when did you guys move to Corona? I'm sorry. I uh, was the, I think the the end December of '91, January of '92. So it was right by the beginning of the year. Oh wow. Um, yeah. So it, it was uh, it was all fresh to me. You know, I I went to I grew up in Mahabra. Right. And. Uh, when we moved out to Corona, you know, we didn't know anybody, you know, my mom and dad, um, you know, now that I look back on it, you know, we're very smart and, you know, I appreciate them now so much because, uh, there was a lot of gang violence in Mahabra and, um, two of my friends got killed my freshman year Jeez. and my mom and dad were like, you know what, we're not dealing with this and we're leaving. And, uh, they moved us out to Corona and, uh, probably the best thing because, you know, Growing up, when you you know have those childhood friends, and you know you become attached to them, so what they do, you do, and you know if it wouldn't been for my mom and dad, we probably would have got caught up in the in the gang life, and you know unfortunately that's not a prosperous life. So you know I think I you know all these years I you know forget to tell my mom and dad thank you, but I, I really appreciate it because uh, you know we didn't want to believe me, we fought it every step of the way. Oh really? But, yeah. Oh yeah. My cousins would come pick us up on Friday night, and we would be um, staying in Mahabra with them for the weekend. My, or yeah, for the weekend, going to my grandma's house, and uh, you know, um, my mom and dad would tell us, you know, if they picked you up, they're bringing you home. If not, we're not picking you up. <laughs> you know, kind of making it taking a stance on us to, you know, we have to accept pronouns. That that's where we live, and uh, it probably took the first year. You know, for us to, to buy in. Yeah. Uh, and now it's the crazy part is now my, um, home, all my brothers and sisters, my mom and dad, uh, with the exception of my oldest brother, live in Corona. So, oh, okay. Uh, you know, how time flies and how we change our views in life. So, right, right. Yeah. It, it, uh, you guys, uh, you guys were, uh, I'm surprised you didn't, you know, stay out there. Pull a fast one. Try to pull a fast one on, on mom and dad. Say, okay, you're not gonna pick us up, all right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we we did, but uh, um, you know, my mom and dad didn't play. So that that next uh, Monday, my dad let us fly once, and you know that was kind of the one. <laughs> and then that, and that next time, it was like, all right, 
Yeah, yeah. then coming home on Monday. Uh, you missed school on Monday. You're not going out for two weeks. Like you guys can stay home, do yard work, and be inside. And you know, I was a struggle for us. So we we learned our lessons quickly. You yeah. know, when when we went out, we made sure we got back. And you know, if my cousins came and got us. My cousins got to bring us home. Right, right. Oh man, that's it. yeah. Mister Costa don't play, huh? No, no, and and you know, back then. You know, uh, yeah, my dad was like, that's the, 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 you know, the biggest fear of my life is, you know, that belt. There was nothing <laughs> like the, the crack of skin and the crack of leather. And you know, my dad made sure we understood that there is rules. And, you know, he was a, he was a shot caller. And, you know, all these years later, I do appreciate it because he made me realize and understand being responsible and being accountable. That's great, bro. Yeah, that's the Mex- Mexican discipline, man. Oh yeah. yeah, that that big thick that leather belt with the buckle, and, and that didn't play with. Right, right. Oh man, so so, ladies and gentlemen, again, we're talking about Friday, the 1995 film starring Ice Cube, released in April 1995, and uh, so yeah, Johnny. For me, man, I was up in Washington, stationed up there. Like I mentioned, I was in the Navy. Um, I got up to Washington in March of '95. Damn, another 25-year. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah. As a matter of fact, I remember I came home from boot camp on March 3rd, and I had to report to my ship, to my duty station. I think it was March 22nd, man. So, like, today's, like, or tomorrow's, like, the, you know, 25-year anniversary of that. Anyways, um, so Friday came out that summer, you know. Actually, no, no, no. Release, it was in 1995, but I didn't, I didn't watch it. I didn't watch it i didn't get up i don't know if it didn't get up there until then or what but i i remember watching it it was uh the summertime uh maybe june or july uh after came, a couple months after it got released and like i said man it was for me it was just like yeah something you know i'm glad this you know i was really happy the movie came out because any, anything anything i could latch on to that was gonna remind me of coming back home i was real homesick you know so uh during that time, that first year, 95, you know, that whole year, I was just like, gosh, I get me, I can't wait to get the hell out of the Navy. And I was just hating life. So I would fly home, you know, pretty frequently that first year, like over on the weekends. And it's like a two hour flight from Seattle down to Ontario. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. So I would fly down maybe probably once a month, bro, you know. And, uh, but, uh, you know, so Friday, the movie just, you know, really took me back. And, uh, uh, so that when I first saw it, like I said, I was uh, it was in the summer, and uh, to this day, you know, you know, Friday really reminds me of those days, man. It really becomes nostalgic for me, and uh, just kind of reminds me of where I was in life. Um, so, like I said, yeah, I was real homesick, and uh, but man, Chris Tucker, Ice Cube, John Witherspoon, rest in peace, you know. Nia Long, Tiny Lister is Debo, Bernie Mac had a cameo. Uh, what a great cast it was, man! You know, and uh, you know, Chris the Smokey, Smokey. <laughs> uh, Chris Tucker nailed it, you know. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it from what it, from what I remember, you know, it was a it was a small budget movie, but man, some of those characters you know were so impactful and 
you know, growing up in the, in the neighborhood and, and, you know, you had that to me, one of the biggest things is, is that movie related to you if you grew up in that setting, because you knew, you know, there was the local, you know, person that always smoked. There was a local person that was trying to do good. There was, there was always a neighborhood hottie. And, um, it was just <laughs> always, you know, something that you, anybody that grew up in a neighborhood could relate to. And I think it was, you know, um, it was something that, you know, we just all could sit back and laugh at. Yep. Right. Right. You know, the, 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 yeah, you mentioned the neighborhood, man. They, they, they hit, and it's funny because, um, well, before I, I before I, I'm getting ahead of myself, I wanted to, um, it, by the way, I remember I saw DJ Pooh who co-wrote the film with Ice Cube at a gas station. And, oh, really? In L.A., yeah, yeah. I want to say either like near Santa Monica Boulevard or Sunset. I couldn't remember Hollywood or, or I'm sorry, Sunset or Santa Monica out in the Hollywood area. And I was paying for gas, and he walked in to the, uh, you know, to the little mini mart. And I was like, hey, that's freaking. By the way, I recognize him. That's DJ Pooh. And uh, from Friday, and I'm thinking to myself, that's right, you know, <laughs> uh, and uh, I started, but I started second guessing myself, you know, until I saw what he was driving, you know, and I said, no, that's him. He had one of those, uh, you know, seven sixties, a seven sixty BMW. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, that was a baller mobile. Yeah, yeah, you know, and I was like, okay, nah, that's got to be him. That's got to be him. And uh, but you mentioned the budget, Johnny. Um, you know, it was kind of a lower budget film. They made it for just over $3 million and grossed over 28 million. So yeah, not a bad uh, return on the investment, huh? No, that's, that's, that's crazy. And that, you know, it's funny too, because like, I think one of the things, um, that I picked up on and I, you know, thought it was funny to myself is like all the little things they did to change, like the major brands that they were showing, like the milk. Oh, right, right. <laughs> like, it was like, uh, it's a carnation, uh, like a half-gallon milk thing, but they turned it to camation. Yeah. Just all the little things, like, I thought it was funny, and I would always, like, you know, after I watched, I probably watched that movie literally over a million times. That's like, right. <laughs> it truly is my favorite movie. That's and a- I can, like, sit there and, and actually recite the, the line, line by line. <laughs> um, but I thought that was like the, one of the funniest things. Cause like, I think, um, Smokey has, uh, Chuck Taylor's on and yes. I, I, you know, they changed the label and then the milk carton and everything just, it was, it was funny that they did it that way just so they can avoid, you know, having to pay those trademarks and right. having to, that corporate sponsor sponsorship. Um, but I thought it was funny and I always, like got a kick out of it when just seeing those little things yeah yeah and uh what was the um the cereal too i think it was it was something else they changed i think it was supposed to be wheaties or something or i forgot the cereal man but yeah they changed the cereal too the cereal box yeah uh, yeah the cereal caught, too. <laughs> yeah i don't know if you caught that one yeah i saw that uh, i think that was one of the best things is that like those little things in that movie yeah um, after, after you go back and watch it like over and over you catch on the things that it just makes you laugh and even chuckle even a little bit more just noticing it. <laughs> the, the, he was, they didn't show the, uh, yeah, he was wearing Chucks, right? Yeah. Cause I think that's like when he goes to stop his car after right. Smokey and Craig come back from the, the liquor store, 
But did they, did they alter the, the logo? Yeah, I think they altered the logo. I think they took the star off the Chuck Taylor. Oh, like that's why they look kind of different, huh? Kind of funny. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because he couldn't stop the car. And he puts like the emergency brake, but the car keeps rolling. Yeah, and, yeah. And he sticks his foot out the door and he's like, stop, stop. Yeah. Yeah. So. He's wearing those blue I, like, chucks. Those little things like catch me and I, I even laugh even more. Right, right, man. Oh man, yeah, yeah. So, what? I mean, I want to ask you, Johnny. I know you love this movie, like you said. It's your probably your fa- your favorite film, favorite flick. Um, what's your favorite scene? Do you have a favorite scene? Ah oh, man, I I I I have a lot. I think all the ones with um, with John Witherspoon are hilarious, especially <laughs> like the the one that the infamous infamous one is when Craig's in the refrigerator. And his dad comes in. And he's like, every time I come in the kitchen, you, you in the kitchen. Yeah, you know that that one's classic. But I think to me, the one that always like that gets me is when Craig and Smokey are on um, his porch, and they're listening to music and they're talking, and you know they end up smoking, and you know they start like dancing and you know going through like a daily routine of things. You know, to me, it was just. That reminds me of going to my friend's house, like in the summer. Oh like, yeah. We would go, you know, we couldn't go inside because you know everybody's parents didn't want anybody messing up their house. Right. <laughs> so, you know, we, we would go sit on the porch, and, you know, get get Kool Aid. Yeah. You know, you couldn't drink sodas because that that was for the family. You know, we could make Kool Aid yeah. and um, <laughs> just hang out and like you know see the people in your neighborhood, the kids that you grew up with. Riding up and down the, the the block on their on their bikes or walking by, yeah, and just hanging out and just catching up because you know that was our time for the summer to get away and you know just seeing that I just remember like growing up like one of the biggest things I did is um, my best friend lived uh, near my grandma's house and um, he would always tell me he's like oh you know ask your grandma if you can uh, you can hang out and we would literally go to his front house sit on the uh, front porch and just hang yeah. out and see you know whoever whatever kid or whoever came by and right just shoot the shit and hang out and you know we were listening to to music because we had <laughs> back then we had the old school like big old boom boxes and uh you know press play on the tape or listen to to the radio and yeah. just hang out yeah, yeah. That, to me that was like my favorite just because it, you know it made me reminisce to my childhood and it was just so relatable to me. Absolutely, man. It literally hit home. I was just yeah, definitely. And you know, it's funny because we did have like a, a, a neighborhood bully too. So <laughs> like, you know, he would come by, and he would either be walking or he would be riding a beach cruiser, and we'd be like, "Oh man, here comes, um, here comes Ron. Get it, put away." Like, any he would take our candy, <laughs> he would take our trading cards, and it was just like, man. <laughs> We didn't have no gold chains, but you know whatever we had to uh, take. So, uh, you know, funny uh, like it, it just relates so much to uh, you know growing up where I grew up. Oh, uh, that's good, man. Yeah, yeah, it, it definitely uh, captures the um, just the essence of um, I don't know, man. That's a, that's a, I think that's a Cali thing, man. You know. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Neighborhood, yeah. You know, just sitting around the neighborhood front, and then it's funny how they didn't go into the house until the parents left. Right. Yeah. 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 You, you don't. It's you can't like, go in until the. And then you, you know, 
Wait till they yeah, leave, and then, and then you go in, <laughs> chill inside the house. Yeah. They come back, yeah. then you they come back out. You know, yeah, you run, you hear your mom pull up, you run out the back sliding door, go through the side, so you pretending like you're throwing something away, so you didn't get caught. But yeah, that, it was funny because that's exactly what my uh, we would do at my best friend's house. His mom would come out right before she left work, and she would tell him like, "Sam, don't don't be inside. You know, you guys don't don't be eating all the food. Yeah. Don't drink the soda." And as soon as we would go, as soon as mom would turn the corner, man, he's like, "Let's go inside. We're playing Nintendo." Yeah. Eating that, like uh, Cheetos, yep. cool all day. Oh man, yeah, that's good. exactly man. Brings back the the memories, man, and I think that's why it's such a big hit, man. Here, you know, because it, it, like I said, it really captures the the that nostalgia, and everybody relates to it. Um, but you know, I, I like it. John Witherspoon, man. I think the guy, rest in peace. You know, uh, when Craig, he calls Craig into the bathroom. <laughs> uh, he's sitting there on the toilet, you know, handling business. And Craig's like, what the, what, what, what are you serious? And he tells him, I've been smelling your shit for 22 years. You can smell my shit for five minutes. Yeah. And he's covering his face. He's covering his nose with yeah. his head. <laughs> and then you hear the you hear the sound effect the the, the, the oh yeah the dropping the dropping plopping into the water yeah. oh yeah uh, definitely that that's the toilet that's water the, yeah that's one of the classics oh uh, yeah he's he spraying as he, he goes huh? yeah and it's funny I just think it's like <laughs> you know as a kid you relate to those things because it happened right like right. I, I remember uh, one of the other scenes is when, um, you know, Craig and Smoker are on the porch and the dad, uh, John Weatherspoon had gotten home and uh, where the dog bit him in his ass. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, he's calling he's calling Craig from the front, front porch and then the sister comes out and uh, she tells him, you know, Craig, dad is calling you. And uh, he, you know, runs in the house and he's like, what? And he's like, give me some water and some ice. And uh, he's like, what? And he's like, you heard me. And uh, yeah, the reason I relate, my dad would do that to us. Oh, like, no doubt. Yeah, my dad would be like watching TV in his room or um, even in the living room. And me and my brothers would be outside playing, you know, baseball, football, whatever we were doing. <laughs> He'd call my, dad, my dad would whistle and we'd, like we'd run to the door uh, and he would tell us, you know, get, get him a glass of ice and uh, get him a Pepsi. And I'm probably like, oh, man, you called me all the way inside to do this? Yeah. And you interrupted me? Yeah, like, I'm like, you're, like, literally four feet away. I'm, like, outside. <laughs> yeah. In front of your and uh, <laughs> it's just that, yeah, it's, it's memories of my childhood and it's things that, like, you know, I relate to because I, as a child, I grew up and that's exactly what my mom, my dad would do. Yeah. He'd call us in to get him a glass of ice. Yeah. And then, you know, you go to your friend's house and their dad, you know, would do the same thing to them, right? To him. Yeah, yeah. And we would, we would all do the same thing. We would mumble under our breath like, yeah. why the fuck can't you do it? Right. You know what I mean? Right. Just like, what's funny is just like you relate to it. Uh-huh. Because we've all gone through it and it's just like. Uh, exactly. Like, and I would laugh too when I would be at my, my, my best friend's house. Because I would think in my back of my head like, okay, at least my dad's not the only one that does it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It'd make you feel that a little bit better. 
Yeah, I'd be like, okay, it's not it's not so bad. Like, my dad's not as bad because everybody's dad does it. Yeah. And I think, like, at the end of the day, I'd be like, okay, it's normal. Every, every, every parent does it. Right, right. So I, I would laugh. But that, yeah, that's one of my other ones that I laugh at. Just because I just think, like, to me, that movie just, it, it, it hits close to me because it's just, like, things that I grew up with, things that, you know, I've experienced in my life and things that, uh, that do happen. And, yeah. and um, you know, one of the things um, that I always got to kick out is, you know, how much, you know, what they go through, you know, Craig gets fired on his day off. You know, <laughs> smoky, smoky smoking the weed he's supposed to be selling. Yeah. He gets caught up with big worm because they worm needs his cash. Yeah. He loops in his best friend because that's what, that's what you do when you, you know, you grew up in the neighborhood. Like if I'm in it, you're in it. Yeah. And it's because we're friends. And then, you know, the trouble, you know, like that, those things, that that's a typical day. Like, you know, and I haven't got as crazy as being shot at, you know, throughout my life. Yeah. You know, it's happened a couple times, you know, just growing up in, in, in a neighborhood like that. But to me, it just relates because those are the things that happen in the neighborhood. Like you get the craziest things out of the smallest situation and it happens. And it's just like, you know, it, it the way they they directed it, the way they produced it, the way they cast it. It it was a perfect fit for exactly. a movie that people from the neighborhood can relate to, laugh at, understand, mm. relate to, and come out and say, "That's happened to me too." Right, right. I I, I read that. Um, yeah, they wanted DJ Pooh and Ice Cube. They were focused on telling a. You know, a, a, a story about the hood, but uh, just keeping things light, you know, keeping the lighter side of the hood, you know, it was coming on the heels of, uh, you know, uh, Menace to Society and um, uh, Boys in the Hood, especially Boys in the Hood, uh, you yeah. know, South Central, American Me, you can even maybe throw colors in, the, in there and, you know, it, all these hood, all these hood movies were you know, focused on, on the, the rea- obviously the reality, and but the, the harsh reality and the negativity that, that comes with it. And, uh, they were, they were focused on doing, you know, keeping, uh, focusing on the, on the, uh, funny aspects of living in the hood, you know, on the, on the humor side of things, you know? So that's, I think that's what we saw. And that definitely came across and, uh, yeah. And, and Ice Cube wanted to, you know, make a movie about, the hood and that you could watch over and over and over again and just you know, one that would never get you'd get sick of you know and again they did a great job man doing all that um and by and you mentioned the you know getting fi- fired on the day off when craig gets fired on, the, on his day off that was based on ice cube's cousin I, in, in real life i heard or i read and uh, Smokey was based on uh, DJ Pooh's experiences as a drug dealer in the hood. So, you know, they, yeah, they drew on real life experiences as well. Go ahead. Yeah, I didn't I didn't know about the Ice Cube's cousin, but I know I saw an interview with DJ Pooh um, talking about the character development. And um, he did touch a bit, uh, touch based upon his experiences of being a drug dealer and having that situation arise. Yeah, um, during his drug dealing days, and that's how he developed the character of Smokey. Exactly, exactly, man. Uh, and speaking of Smokey, I I read that uh, he that he uh, he didn't do well in his uh, audition, but then he I think he had dinner with the 
um, I don't know if it was the producer, someone on the, obviously a crew member, uh, might've been the, um, the writer or, uh, it might've been DJ Pooh or so he had dinner with somebody anyway. And by the end of the dinner, he was, uh, he be, he had become smoky, you know, cause they were working on the character and what, you know, oh, really? they developed the character over dinner and they, she said, uh, cool, you know, by the end of the, the, the dinner, man, he was, they had come up with that. Uh, he had become smoky. That's I thought that's pretty cool, man. You know. Yeah, I didn't know that. I, I know uh, uh, they had done. I think they cast something like twenty five different um, actors to play his role, and none of them filled them. Uh, on Smokey. Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. And um, I heard that Chris Tucker was one of three people that uh, they called back in for a second casting call. Um, but I hadn't, uh, I hadn't heard the other story, but, um, I think they, you know, knocked it out of the ballpark and, you know, that his portrayal of Smokey and the Smokey character has been beneficial because it led him to much success in the movie industry. Oh yeah, man. I think this movie kind of, uh, catapulted him, uh, into, uh, you know, a different level. Uh, because he was doing, um, I think he started up as a stand-up comedian, and I remember seeing him as a um, on uh, Def Comedy Jam. Remember those uh, that uh, show, Russell Simmons, early '90s HBO. Oh yeah, yeah, oh. The, that those are classic. Oh man, that was that was. Matter of fact, I, I just thought of something. I'm going to do an episode on that. You know, but, uh, oh, yeah. you know, anyways, but, uh, yeah, man, I mean, Def Comedy Jam, uh, Friday nights, she, and then, but Chris, I remember seeing Chris Tucker perform, you can still go on YouTube and, and look at his old, his old, uh, Def Comedy Jam performances, and, uh, so after that, you know, Friday, fr- here comes Friday, he does Friday, and then after that, it was, I think you remember did, uh, Dead Presidents after that, um, yeah. You know, he just went on a roll, anyways. But yeah, yeah, he definitely nailed the the, the role, man. And uh, they did a great job casting, like you said, Johnny. You know, yeah, it, it, it was a, it was amazing cast. I think they all, you know, that I don't think there was one character in that movie that wasn't impactful in, in one way, shape, or another. Um, yeah, I think, I mean, even Ezel, you know, he was. The neighborhood cluck, you know, yeah. he was funny. Uh, big, big worm, big perm. You mm-hmm. know, he he portrayed like you know there was always that drug dealer, and yep. there was always a guy that you know was about his money, that was flashy. But <laughs> you know, you knew you couldn't cross him because there was you know a dangerous element to him. And then you know the mom and dad being an everyday, you know, hardworking middle class. Um, yeah. Uh, a couple that wanted better for their kids and, and didn't want the kids to settle for anything. Um, you know, the sister Dana, you know, trying to, to be smooth and, and have um, her boyfriend pull up and take her around and, uh, <laughs> you know, be, be, be flossing uh, as, as a young girl with the, with the guy. And then, yeah, uh, well, you know, one of the best characters had a, probably one of the smallest roles was um, Smokey's mom. You know, she'd, uh, you know, talk shit to him and, you know, talk shit to Craig and, yeah. you know, you always had, you always had that friend's mom that was just like that. And, yeah. Uh, you know, don't bang, don't bang on my door like you're the police. 
Right, right. Uh, you know, it, it's just there's so many, so many characters and so many key actors and actresses that play just amazing roles in this low budget small film that you know made it such an iconic movie. Yeah, you know, and, and talking about mo- the mom, I want to kind of go back to what you were saying about the um, the mom, uh, Craig Jones's mom, Anna Maria Horsford. As, uh, as Betty Jones and she uh yeah she she to- totally uh, hit that uh that you know that she played that role to to a perfection and uh that was funny when that my one of my favorite parts man just a little uh, again talking about relatable experiences man where he walks into the kitchen and she's cooking up a, like a nice breakfast and, and she's like yeah I'm making uh, you know sausage bacon eggs french toast like, she names off all everything he's like oh heck yeah I'm gonna you know I'm gonna you know I'm gonna hit I'm gonna eat right now I'm gonna eat like a yeah, king we, we hooking it up yeah hook it up hook it up <laughs> yeah. and she's like oh, I didn't make them for you yeah and he's and like he's what like, and she, yeah and she's like eat some cereal and and he, she's like, uh, where she said, oh, well, then eat some cereal. And he's like, we ain't got no milk. He's like, put some water on it. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a classic. Uh, like, those, the littlest things, it's like, uh, I literally, I, you know, I've, I've probably, like I said, I've seen it like a million times. Uh, uh, me and my daughter, um, that was something that we bonded on when she was younger and you know, right now, like, we can't even watch the movie without trying to compete on who's going to say the line before the actor says the line. <laughs> and, and it's just funny. It's just, it's so relatable. Like, um, I remember, um, you know, some of the scenes, um, like when they, um, uh, they're leaving the liquor store when it was Craig, Smokey, and Azel. Yeah. And uh, Craig, uh, Smokey buys Azel the, the 40 for $2. <laughs> and part of him buying the 40 was that he was going to come by and wash his car. Right. Right. Um, so when they're leaving, you know, they're pulling out, uh, he's tries to get in the car and, and Craig kicks him out to the side. And he's like, man, what, what? And they try to, they do the like head fake to each other. So he's out, walks away. And when Smokey pulls out of the car in his pinto, it backfires. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, the sound and he's out, runs down the, um, the alleyway uh to me you know it just growing up in the neighborhood i did that you know like i said i had a lot of you know there was a lot of gangs and unfortunately i had two friends that that were killed for uh by being involved in gangs uh-huh. but uh, i remember walking to the liquor store with my cousins and you know we, we unfortunately i lived between two different neighborhoods that didn't get along so like we were taught like you know if you hear the bang if you hear like, uh, you know, something that sounds like a firework, which we didn't translate was gunshots. You either duck or you hid. Wow. So one time we were walking to the liquor store and um, this uh, big old Chevy truck came by. And, you know, it was probably before all the, the smog checks and the smog alerts. <laughs> yeah. Um, it just backfired like loud as hell and this big black smoke um, popped out of the exhaust pipe. But, you know, just because of where we grew up, me and my me and my cousins, we all hid behind a wall just because we heard a backfire. Oh yeah, you, you guys took off. You know, those, yeah, those little things. Like I, I laugh at that because I'm like, man, I even remember. You know, it was in the summer and we heard the backfire. We all hid behind the wall, and you know, <laughs> the last thing we did was all looked up to see what happened. And uh, but it was just you know Jeez, those things. You, you just to me, I just I relate to, and it, it's a, 
an experience that you know I, I laugh about now, but it was serious back then. And this this movie captures those moments perfectly. Exactly, exactly. And, and going back to Smokey's car, man, that was a, a convertible Pino. Huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, with the, the racing wing, and yeah, I think he has like gold gold uh, rims on it. Uh, like, man, uh, <laughs> that that's the, that was you know it's funny too because that that was the neighborhood thing like. You know, I didn't grow up in, in the richest environment, and I didn't grow up in the in, in the in the best areas. But man, when when somebody you knew got a car, I mean, it could be as little as like yeah, you know, I, you know, people have pinos, and people have. I never seen a convertible pinno, but uh, you know, a couple <laughs> of my buddies, uh, older brothers, have pinos, or they had the little Sentras. Uh, you know, it may not have been much, but you know, these 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 uh, people from the neighborhood, they tint the windows. Yeah, they would put the big dice in, the, uh, hanging over the rear view. And they would <laughs> yeah. And then back then, I think the big thing. You remember the pullout radios? Oh heck yeah! Yeah, everybody yeah. had one. Everybody had one. I remember my uh, cousin's uh, boyfriend, who became uh, her, um, her eventually became her husband. Uh-huh. He had a little Ford Festiva. I mean, oh, that's probably uh-huh. like a modern modern day like Tino. Yeah, and, yeah, you know he, he was he, he's a white guy, and um, you know he grew up in I think he grew up in Brea, so it's the the surrounding city to La Habra. Yeah, he had a he had a sound system in his little festiva, and he was uh, he's a he's a white guy bumping NWA. Oh my and, gosh, uh, man! I was dying. At, you know, they go back and think about those days, and he had the speaker box. It, you know, yeah, speaker box. Rattling the windows, the bumper, <laughs> the, the license plate cover would rattle, and you know, for us, you know, being like 11, 12, 13 year old, like that was the coolest thing. Like, oh, he's got bumps. Like, we didn't even think about like it was a Ford Festiva. Yeah, we were just like, man, he got bumps. Exactly. Like, we're, we're in. Like, we would go. <laughs> he would drive us to the local Seven uh, Eleven, uh, which is literally like a mile away from my grandma's house. But we would like intentionally tell them, "Oh, go down this street." So like maybe, like my friends or um, kids from school would see us, and they would hear us bumping. So that like the next day at school, they'd be like, "Oh, I saw that. I heard. I heard you guys listen to NWA." That's hilarious. Uh, man. I heard you guys listening to Too Short. Like it was, it was just funny though. Yeah. Wow, man. Yeah, it, it, it didn't matter. Like you said, it, if you, if your friend came up on a, some kind of if you got a ride, uh, he was driving now. It didn't matter what kind of car it was. It just didn't no. matter. Yeah. It was just that they had a car and they weren't walking like the rest of us and they were cruising. Exactly, man. Yeah. Man, it takes me back. Jeez. Yeah, um, it's fun, man. I remember, you remember the Geos? They had those little, uh, the Geo Storms. Those were kind oh, of Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, but what, what was the other one? The Suzuki Samurai? Zu- yeah. Yeah, uh, Suzuki yeah, Samurai. Like, you were, that, that's when you were balling. Like, if you had a Suzuki Samurai yeah. and it was sick, like, you, were, you, were, you were doing things. Like, I just remember, like, one of my buddy's uh, older brother had one. And uh, he had it all fixed up. He had the pull-out um, radio and... You know, back then I think the the back of the the um the back of the samurai had like the the Jeep um like plastic where you can unzip it and it <laughs> was like a convertible. Wow. Like you're doing it. You're doing it. You're doing things that right. Right. 
the Suzuki. Yeah, those that, those were the like you said, uh, those are hip, man. Those are the coolest thing ever, right? And, yeah, uh, yeah. And they were they were those those like those mini jeeps, and I remember they had didn't they get recalled for being unsafe. I remember back in the day, man. They were they were yeah. Uh, I think they they like had like too many like roll acts. Yeah, where the the cab was like crushed or something like that. But um, exactly. That was, like, the cool thing on the block to have like if you had a, a suzuki samurai man you're doing it and i you know i grew up in, a, in like i said a, a neighborhood and uh, you know we had gangs but i remember like you could tell like the cool kids or like who the cholos were because they would hang in the the baby size cortezes yeah <laughs> um, from, from the the rear view window uh-huh. so you know me as a kid during that era i would be like oh okay this this guy's a gangbanger because, you know, only gangsters wore Cortezes back then. Right. Right, man. Yeah. I, I would die laughing now, like, just seeing those things. Oh, man. Yeah, the memories, man. Reminiscing. Um, good stuff. And but like I mentioned earlier, though, Johnny, you know, Friday, Friday was coming. Um, it came at a time where a lot of these hood flicks were, um, you know, very serious. You know, see, looking at the hood from a dramatic lens. You know, and uh, here came Friday, you know, where, I mean, literally, if you look at Friday, the way they shot it, you know, it's very bright, a lot of bright colors, um, you know, very colorful. Uh, I don't know if you noticed, I don't know if it's just me, but I think just the way they shot it, you, you know, the, the angles and the, the lighting, uh, things are very bright, you know. And again, I think that goes back to where their, their intention of, uh, you know, bringing out the lighter side of the hood, you know, rather than, rather than, uh, you know, being so serious and dramatic, you know, Friday was really light and humorous and, uh, they definitely, again, you know, they hit, they hit it on the head and, um, so it was, direct, it was directed by F Gary Gray. I don't know if you were too familiar with that name, Johnny. And, uh, you know, he's, he, he did back then he was doing a lot of videos uh, music videos for hip hop artists, for example, you know he did. Uh, Today was a good day for Ice Cube, Natural Born Killers for Dr. Dre. Um, I mean, he did a lot of videos, man. You can look up his resume. And Friday was his first feature feature film. And uh, and by the way, I, I read that he appeared in uh, Major League, uncredited. And remember that movie, Major League, the baseball movie, nineteen eighty nine. You know, Major yeah, League. That's a- yeah, that was with uh, Wesley Snipes, right? Right, right, and uh, the Cleveland Indian. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, with uh, Charlie Sheen and yeah, uh, yeah, that wild thing. Right, right, exactly. Yeah, and it's funny though. Like I, I didn't even know that, but I know. Um, I think uh, uh, F. Gary Scott isn't didn't he, he's done one of like the Fast and Furious movies? Yeah, now? I think he's done two yeah. of them. Yeah, yeah, I think he's the last one that's done it, and then I think he was getting, I think there was there was mention of him getting into either the Marvel or the DC world to direct uh, one of their upcoming uh, uh, superhero movies. Yeah, uh, I heard But, uh, yeah, he, he, he will always, you know, uh, glad you brought up the music videos because uh, today was a good day was like, one, was, like the hot spot for me, like in the summer, watching Yo MTV raps or yeah. watching MTV videos, and you know, just having him portray um, today was a good day with the scenes. You know, 
showing the Ice Cube. Uh, I think he was driving around in a, uh, a convertible Impala, hitting his hydraulic. Right. Uh, going to the park, playing basketball, and uh, I, you know, that uh, that was like growing up was that was the thing like coming home on a Friday night just to catch uh, Yo MTV raps before you we went to bed. Yeah. See all the new movies or the new um the videos for all the songs we were listening to. Like those were actual like mini movies. Yes. Because we trade those songs so well. Oh man. Yeah, great that's a great, great point, man. They uh they were definitely telling a story, man, those those videos. You know? And, and that's, so yeah, I think that that's where, you know, it comes across and definitely comes his storytelling ability comes across in Friday for sure. And it was his first, first feature film. And, uh, I, I didn't, man, F. Gary Gray's done a lot of stuff. I mean, you look him up, you know, he did uh set it off. I don't know if it was the Italian job. He directed straight out of Compton and yeah. Yeah. So a lot yeah, of, I was gonna say, yeah, he he did the straight out of the Compton movie. Right, right, and I didn't I didn't know that until you know I was doing the research for for this uh, particular episode, you know, and wow, the Italian job, a negotiator, yeah, he's done a lot of stuff, man, and I think, like you said, he's uh, I think he's uh, there's talks about doing one of the Marvel superhero movies, you know, yeah, forth, forthcoming. I, I, I forgot which one it was, but I know he had been mentioned for, I don't know if it was like Black Panther 2 or um, I think one of the new Avengers or it might have even been Spider-Man, but man, he's a, he's a very talented director and, um, you know, I think he, his ability ranges from, you know, these comedies to actions to right. heroes to dramas. You know, every drama that you can list and I think he's done a, a wonderful job and you know like I said you know, Friday is probably my favorite movie and he, he hit every nail on the mark no doubt no doubt Johnny you know I want to kind of shift gears bud you know where um, the soundtrack the music the music to this movie man I think it's very important uh, very significant you know the music plays such a vital role man to kind of set the mood set the tone for each scene and it goes ahead in hand right everything all the music yeah. all the sound, yeah, the music and the songs that you hear in uh, in the throughout the movie uh yeah that's the mu- music we grew up listening to in the hood right in the neighborhoods uh oh, definitely you know, Roger's, Roger Troutman, you know, for example, I heard it through the grapevine, Mary Jane, Rick James, uh, hip hop, oh, yeah. you know, all the hip hop, Cypress Hill, which is by the way, my favorite song in that, um, soundtrack, you know, roll it up, light it up, smoke it up. I love that song. Oh, yeah. Good yeah, song, man. I yeah. You know, you got I two live crew. Hoochie mama. Yeah. <laughs> hood rat, hood rat, hoochie mama. <laughs> hoochie mama, yeah. It's a classic. I, I think they tie it in uh, with the scenes, I mean, extremely well. Like, to me, the, the like I said, my favorite part is the um, the porch scene with um, uh, Ice Cube and Smokey. And, uh, you know, one of the, the best songs that you could go to is Mary Jane by Rick James. Oh, man. And, you know, growing up in that time, you know, everybody... You know, you, you portray as a stoner, you know, you, you take that chance to smoke marijuana. 
and that was the song everybody would sing to because you know that was a cool thing to do yeah um and i think uh you know smoky sparks up a joint and they hit the mary jane uh song comes on and um i just think it's it's the the melody the the method that the the tie-in to you know the scene that's going on the situations that are depict in the movie the, the music ties in perfectly exactly exactly <laughs> oh man and then when the i like when the mexicans the mexican dudes come up they pull up in their in their impala and uh oh. i think it's uh heard it through the grapevine by uh roger is playing yeah you remember when they pulls up and he yeah, tells hey smokey like, <laughs> Oh, tell me a dub. Yeah. Absolutely, man. Absolutely, man. The, um, yeah, yeah. The, the movie, the music is just, uh, you know, captures the uh, the essence of everything, like you said, Johnny. And uh, I like how they gave the nod, the little nod there to the Mexicans, man, to the, 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 the Latinos, you know, and Friday, because obviously, you know, like you, again, you know, there's lots of uh, the Latino community is prominent. And uh, in LA, you know, in Southern California, and uh, you know, they gave him a little cameo, you know, albeit a cameo, but it was, you know, again, they gave us some, they gave us our props in, in Friday, which is cool, man. Like Tupac said, right? It wouldn't be LA without Mexicans, man. So, you know, so that was kind of yeah, cool. They aren't lying, and, and I think you, you know, like you said, it was a cameo, but it was something <laughs> that you know made us understand we're part of it. 
You know, yeah. we, we can we could relate to to those situations. We can relate to those characters, and we can relate to the problems that were depicted in the movie. And we can also relate to the humor because you know I think that's the biggest thing that I, I pull away from that. Is yeah, we go through tough times, but we laugh. Yep. We can get through anything faster, and you know we get through. We put ourselves in situations that. We shake our head out like, oh, I don't know how I got into this. But we get through it, <laughs> we laugh about it, we tell stories about it, and, and it is what it is. Right, man. It's, uh, but, um, you know, it, it, the, the soundtrack peaked at, at number one, Johnny, on, Bill, on the Billboard 200. And, uh, oh, really? Yeah, for sure, man. That I mean, it was it peaked at number one. Uh, I'm not sure how long it held that position, but definitely got there. Produced by Ice Cube, Dr. Dre, the Isley Brothers, DJ Muggs, among others. I mean, I mean, that, how can you not uh, be successful? How could that? There's no way that that, that you know soundtrack is going to fail with those kind of producers, you know. So uh, no, no, definitely not. Yeah, yeah. And you, Johnny, you remember that beef uh, Ice Cube had with Cypress Hill over the song Friday? Over his song, you know, I don't know if you're familiar. Yeah, with it was. Uh, it was that they were saying like he they well they alleged like he stole the, the theme and like kind of some of the lyrics I think from one of their songs, right? Right, right. Throw your set in the air, and uh, he, oh yeah, right. And I guess apparent. Well, apparently Ice Cube uh, had uh, asked uh, Cypress to you know to um, use the the lyric. And then the Cypress said, no, man, you know, we're, it's too, I guess it's too, you know, it's similar to what we're saying, you know, throw your set in the air. And his, his song was, uh, throw your, uh, oh yeah. Well, how's that song go Friday? <laughs> yeah, it's Friday, right? Right, right. Oh, through yeah. your neighborhood through in the air. Neighborhood in the air. Yeah, there's this, uh, Cubes is what, neighborhood and then, uh, Cypress tells throw your set, right? Throw your set, yeah, yeah. And I guess they're, you know, Cypress had told him, no, don't use that lyric. And Ice Cube uh, went ahead and did it anyways. And so I guess Cypress Hill felt disrespected. Anyways, that there was a beef, and I think they they eventually settled it. Everything was cool. Uh, but, uh, yeah. So, it, you know, it had those little subplots. You know some of those drum, dramatic little subplots with the artists and the, uh, but uh, I think that's kind of part of the only thing that came came out of uh, Friday. The only negative thing that came out of Friday. Yeah, that, that yeah. I, I can I recall. Yeah, I don't remember anything anything bad, but yeah, I remember that. I think uh, I've seen it on, on on one of like BET, like the Beefs or right uh, one of those episodes. I remember they. Uh, that was like one of the big ones was uh, the Ice Cube and the Cypress Hill because it was like one of the main main plots for the, the TV show. Exactly. And then they uh, went and did that diss track with uh, West Side Connection, you know, with uh, Mac-10 and Dub-C. Oh, uh, yeah, they did. Right. And then uh, I don't remember whose was first, either Cypress Hills or, or, their, or West Side Connection, but they had that diss track on their... Uh, on Cypress Hill's album, uh, Temple of Boom, I believe there's, yeah, there's a diss track on there, man, uh, where they talk about Ice Cube. Anyways, but, uh, yeah, man. 
Those were, yeah, brings back a lot of memories, all that stuff, man. I remember like yesterday, you know, popping the CD. You know, it was all about CDs back then. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah you got to get, your, get your CDs. You got to get your soundtracks. Yeah. I think that was like right when the era of CDs started popping because before then it was tapes. And I think the, the movies and, and everything popped off with the, the soundtrack until the, the movie came out on tape. Right. And you buy the tape because not everybody had a DVD player. And uh, it was just, it was, a, it was a thing back then. It was so, you know, just to talk about, like you said, so 25 years. Yeah, and man. Of just that classic. Jeez, I can't believe it's 25 years. It's unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. Have you, have you seen the uh, the sequels? I, I like this. I, I saw the next Friday, you know, but I never saw the Friday after next. I, you know, uh, you, you know, the next Friday where the, uh, you know, Ratchet Cucamonga got famous. <laughs> oh, that's right. Uh, the city. Um, Pinky. Yeah, cousin uh, Dede. What was his name? Dede, right? Yeah, Dede. He lives. He what goes out to Ranch Cucamonga. Yeah, the Ranch Cucamonga Cracker Killers. When he's <laughs> yeah. talking to the, 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 male, the male dude. Uh, yeah. Uh, and then you got the Mexicans uh, across the street. You know, cause, yeah, causing the havoc. Ones they have beef with. Yeah. Oh man, uh, you went uh, to the suburbs. Yeah, and I think they the, the funny part is um, they butchered Rancho Rancho Cucamonga throughout the whole the movie because they were like Rancho Cucamonga. Yeah. yeah. Every time they said it was like a different way of saying it, and, and it's uh, right. Uh, you know, it was a good movie, but I, you know, the good thing is. Um, I know I've heard uh, Ice Cube talking about they, they have the fourth movie written. They had say again? They have the fourth movie already written. Oh, really? Yeah, they're just trying to get together. I think they were trying to get um, a studio and then to see. I think they were going to link all the main characters from one, two, and three into the fourth one. Mm. Um, and now, but I know um, John Weatherspoon has passed away. But um, I watched, I forgot what, it was like a podcast or a, uh, or I heard a podcast or I uh, saw a video, like a, a video with uh, John Witherspoon talking about him and uh, Ice Cube had been into discussions or negotiations for the salaries and uh, they were going to uh, move forward with uh, beginning to uh, film that fourth video or the fourth movie. Oh no, I hadn't heard about that, man. Have you yeah, s- yeah. I think uh, DJ Pooh and Ice Cube wrote the fourth movie, and they were they had pitched it to a couple studios that had been bidding on it. But um, Ice Cube said one of the things that he wanted was the originals as well as all the stars from each of the movies. So I think he had. Um, been in talks with uh, Chris Tucker and Mike Epps, John Witherspoon, um, all the big um, Tiny Lister, Ezel, uh-huh. um, everybody to come back and, and get into the fourth film. But uh, the original, uh, I think he said, yeah, he was gonna. Uh, they were gonna push it to ensure that you know whoever salaries or whatever salaries they needed, that all the originals and all the major stars from all three of the movies. Uh, we're in the fourth one. Mm. 
Interesting. Yeah, we'll see what happens, man. We'll see what happens when they. So, I mean, but I think Friday, the the this one we're talking about, man, the original, the first one, is the best one by far. I think. I mean, what do you think? Oh yeah, oh yeah, by far. I think. Uh, you know, if that was a standalone movie. You know, no Friday yeah. after next or the last Friday or whatever Friday. Right. Um, <laughs> you know that that the first one is is a, is a star for yeah, sure. That's, yeah. That's the one that you know. You know, twenty five years later, we're talking about it. Right. Uh, that's a standalone movie. That's a, it's a classic. And you can't ever, uh, uh, you know, deter or waive the, the the fame that that movie deserves and the yeah. applause we get every time it gets played. Exactly. Like you mentioned, standalone. I I, I forget that it has a sequels, man. It has a. You know, it's a whole franchise now. I, I forget. It's yeah, that movie by itself is, you know, a, th- a whole thing, man. It's the whole package. You know, so we'll see what happens with these. Uh, this, like you said, this fourth movie, man. But yeah, uh, definitely see, definitely see. I, I you know, I, I love the movie, and you know, I have watched. I think I've watched all the all three of them in the theaters, and I probably if they do a fourth, I watch it. But uh, I. Like you said, I I don't see any of them competing with the, the quality, the the fame, or the originality that the first one has. No way, man! The notoriety won't uh, doesn't doesn't compare, you know. But yeah, Johnny, man, it's been a it's been a heck of a ride going back in time with you, bro, and you know, reminiscing, talking about the old neighborhood, you know, friends, uh, memories. Uh, it never gets old, bro. Like you said, twenty five years twenty five years later, we're talking about it, um, and it's it's part of our lives, man. It's 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 who we are. It's uh, how we grew up, and uh, it's it's a significant thing, man, for sure. You know. Yeah, definitely, and I and I thank you again. You know, it's always a it's always an honor and a privilege to uh, get to talk to my brother and you know get on to his his venture and uh, I thank you and I appreciate it and uh, you know like I said you couldn't have picked a better topic because it's probably my favorite movie of all time <laughs> yeah definitely Johnny thank you once again uh, you're always welcome here man we gotta do it again soon sooner than later um, stay safe stay healthy out there man give my best to Blanca and uh, shout out to Blanca and uh, your whole family uh, thank you my brother for sure, I man. appreciate it. I, I was talking to her before we jumped on uh, about doing one with her, and uh, she said she would get nervous. Uh, she's actually sitting right next to me and listening in, and uh, <laughs> uh, I told her that uh, you know I get to talk to my brother today about this, and uh, I'm grateful. So you know, make sure you take care of your family. Again, it was an honor to see you the other day, and I thank you. And uh, you know, like I said, anytime you need me, I'm there. Uh, it's an honor. I, I congratulate you on taking this venture. I, uh, you know, I've even thought about copying you because you know I think it's a, it's a cool idea. And you know, these times that we have now, just to get yourself away from from some of the seriousness of that's going around the world. Um, but you know, like I said, I, I appreciate you and I thank you for the opportunity. And brother, I wish you nothing but success. Thank you very much, brother. And no, I, I thank you for your support, and it means a lot to me. And uh, 
man, anytime you can come on here, bro. And yeah, it's a great outlet for us. It's a great way to bond. And, uh, you know, it's just, it's fun to do, man. Bottom line. It's, it's enjoyable. And, uh, yeah, man, anything you guys need, you let me know, bro. You, you're, you know, we're family and, um, you know, family helps each other out, bro. So, um, I appreciate it. And like I said, I'm always going to be here for you, but I, if you do, if you will allow me, I do, I do have a shout out. Yes, absolutely. Um, you know, Jason DeCastro. Oh. Uh, I, wish you, I wish you would bring on your miraculous personality and, and get on <laughs> to Andy's uh, 90s Galore podcast with uh, us and, and chop it up so we can have a good conversation, um, have some fun times talking about music or talking about uh, a movie and uh, uh, I know you 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 bring amazingness with you, and you know Andy's probably the best person to work with. And uh, if we can get on all three of us as brothers, I definitely would have a, I think have the time of our life and enjoy it. Yeah, absolutely. That's a great idea, man. That's a great idea. You know, we'll even do a country uh, themed, uh, country music themed <laughs> podcast episode for him. You know. Yeah, definitely. I'll have to wear uh, what Dale Earnhardt has. Cut <laughs> the sleeves off our, our t shirts and. Yeah. You remember that number? He did wear. He'd always wear that that number three hat, that Chevy. Oh yeah, first Dale Earnhardt hat. Cal State Northridge. Oh my god! With, with his uh, his Dale Earnhardt hat and his Dale Earnhardt T-shirt and his Cal State Northridge shorts and <laughs> man, he, he was doing he was doing big things back then. Oh man! Yeah, absolutely, man. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> No, you but know what? That way he won't have an excuse as to why he can't he, he can't come on, right? If we do it yeah, on the country, definitely, definitely let let uh, let him uh, lead the way with the theme, and you know I think it would be it would be really fun, and you know unfortunately we probably get a lot of cackling and yippee yapping, but uh, <laughs> time, brother. No, that's a great idea, man. I think we should should do that. Uh, us three come on and, and just uh, it, it'll be fun, man. Yeah, it, definitely. Maybe we'll do a random show episode and, you know, so I don't know. Yeah. We'll make it yeah, happen. Yeah, it would be fun. You know, his his amazing personality will light up the room. It definitely is a pleasure. Absolutely. Jason, we're, we love you, bro. We'll, we'll see you on the, ni- on the 90s Galore podcast soon, sooner than later, man. So I can't wait. Thanks for the shout out, Johnny. Nah, not a problem. I can't wait, though. But uh, again, I thank you and I appreciate it, and it's an honor for you to consider me to come on here. And you know, I listen into your your podcast, and you're doing an amazing job. And like I said, brother, I wish you nothing but success. Thank you very much, brother. And by the way, follow Johnny at uh, Dondo seventy four on Instagram, right? At D O N D O seventy four. So check. Oh out no, uh, D O. Oh, seventy seventy. O N D O seventy. Yeah, sorry. Where did I get 74 from? 70, the big 7-0, the big football number, bro. Sorry. Hey, you that. Jeez, man. That's 70, bro. <laughs> Anyways. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yeah. All right, brother. Well, thank you so much, man. And ladies and gentlemen, if, and by, I mentioned the uh, random episode, random show. And if you're not familiar with the random show, it's okay because um, we've only done three of them. But check it out. It's, a, it's a, like a little spinoff from the 90s Galore podcast and something a little bit different than I'm doing. Where we just kind of break away from our, our traditional format, and we uh, we just kind of come on and, and let loose. Anything goes. Uh, we talk about anything, you know. Hence the name, 
the random show and we just chop it up man we have a lot of fun we have guests we uh talk about everything anything and everything so check out the random show 90s galore it's under 90s galore so but it's just titled the the random show episode so check those out uh they're a lot of fun i think you'll enjoy them um follow me on instagram at 90s underscore galore uh at 90s galore on twitter yeah, uh, shoot me, uh, shoot me some uh, some love. You know, uh, drop me a line, say hi, whatever, man. It's always fun to interact with the audience, and uh, I say that every time because I love the audience, I love the listeners. Thank you so much. Uh, go on iTunes, drop me a review, give me some uh, some stars, five stars, and tell me how much uh, you love Johnny tonight, Johnny Acosta. And uh, so, again, thank you for wherever you're listening to. Uh, all you out there in Germany, Australia, Canada, Mexico, Peru, Brazil, everywhere, anywhere and everywhere here, of course, in the U S of a stay safe out there, everybody. We'll see you next time on the nineties galore podcast. And like always take it easy.